This episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by Nissan. As a pioneer in the electric vehicle space, Nissan is always looking for ways to deliver new, meaningful technologies to EV owners. After all, Nissan has been making EVs since 1947. Their EVs have now traveled 8 billion miles by Nissan Leaf owners since 2010. Yes, my friend, that is 8 billion with a B, the equivalent of driving to Pluto and back, which is not a real planet. Think that's electrifying? One of their EVs trekked all the way to the North Pole, where all the uh, underground government military bases are run. And Nissan even tests their EV technology on the Formula E racetrack. But Nissan knows that you don't get an EV just for the E. You get a Nissan EV because it makes you feel electric, because it sparks your imagination, it ignites something within you, it pins you to your seat, and it... (gasps) takes your breath away uh, at least that's what nissan thinks about when designing their evs like the nissan aria and the famous nissan leaf it's about creating a thrilling design that electrifies its customers nissan's focus on creating a thrilling drive and an electrifying life on today's world it's so important to look around you to pay attention to look for all the tiny ways life can electrify you uh, i like to feel electric um by going to dinner um, trying new foods and then being late to my own podcast recording so that my host gets mad at me. But we recover um, because I never do that. So every once in a while, I need to electrify my life. That's called edging. <laughs> Nissan EVs that electrify. levels are good bitch i checked how long gone um a, a snowy uh lower manhattan this afternoon uh luckily none of it's sticking i know that uh glendale is being washed away by torrential downpours we just can't win jason in this world affected by climate change i i think um i i'm just trying to re- remind myself that summer happens in november now okay okay so, so you're just reorganizing it to work for you it's been working <laughs> well, okay. i mean i'm i'm not reorganizing it that's kind of a joke but it's also kind of true like like it starts getting hot in june july and it goes until november december no you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah but i don't i don't want to talk about weather it's tough um bj novak is rain posting on close friends like it's affecting (laughs) some of our biggest creators (laughs) When, when the when the emmy winners resort to weather posts you know that things have gotten bad um Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot to discuss today, you know, for I just actually just rushed back uh, to the to the apartment to the studio here uh, after a nice lunch at Nine Orchard with friend of the show, Megan Nolan, mm. who has a, a new book in the ca- a new book in the can um, that we will be be getting a copy of soon. But, um, you know, I I want to talk to you about this kind of hot button issue that's just kind of taken shape on Twitter. Um, you're a music guy, so I'm sure you have an opinion. Okay. This guy tweeted basically that meg white sucks yeah you know and meg if if, if think think about the white stripes if they would have had a good drummer obviously he got destroyed he had to he had to block <laughs> his account he had to turn off the replies he probably had to hide his dog for fear of getting killed and you know i, I think that um sometimes jason with drummers what maybe a regular person doesn't think about, but guys like us, guys with innate rhythm, you know, there's, there's kind of a vibe that you're looking for that kind of goes beyond skill set or being a human metronome. And I think Meg possessed that. Yes. Yes. That the, that's the whole beauty of uh, white stripes. There's two people, Jack white, technically 
masterful and proficient at guitar playing. And then Meg White, the exact opposite, all feeling, all emotion, not a lot of technical ability. It's like sweet and sour sauce. You put them together, it's perfect. I mean, it's us. <laughs> I guess it could be us. I'm I'm sweet, you're sour, who knows? I'm a 99% angel, 1% devil, who knows what it is, but <laughs> I saw a couple of responses to that. I think somebody yeah. like, quoted an old Chris Rock line saying like, I don't know what what Hall does to the music, but but Oates <laughs> hasn't made a hit without him, and it's sort of the same thing. Yeah, that's what, the exact yeah, exactly, same thing exactly. has happened to like the very first White Stripes album. Really good, you know, powerful songs. Yeah, you know, very simplistic. Hate it or love it, but everyone was, you know, it changed everything. It was amazing. Jack White's solo career, not so much. Jack White's solo career has has changed my opinion of him. That's the only thing it's changed. I, I like him even less. <laughs> the only cool thing Jack White ever did was punch that guy from the Von Bondies in the face. Um, legendary kind of. Wow. Kind of beef during that during yeah. that era. I bet you that the Von Bondies is listening to this podcast right now and just <laughs> spit out his fucking banana <laughs> nut muffin all over the floor. I don't know which record store he works at, but he might. I mean, I they they probably let him listen to podcasts in the back. Podcasts are free, baby. He's oh, like, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I love your show. If you ever switch to Patreon, it's not going to be awesome it for me sweet. financially. It, it ain't sweet for me if you switch to Patreon. Yeah. What's so? What's your opinion on that? On that matter? Oh, I mean, I think Meg White is is the magic. I mean, I also think I saw somebody talking about this as well, which I think the White Stripes never did much for me except for. The song Hotel Yorba, which I deeply love, mm-hmm. um, but I I think that they they um, the the fact that they just outright lied to the press all the time for fun, yeah, um, is something is something that that's probably what I'll remember about them more than their musical capabilities, mm-hmm. in which are, which are being debated today. I, I think they're just I, I think it's like cool that they were just like i don't know man we're fucking we're related <laughs> i don't know right. dude you figure it out <laughs> is 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 very cool and kind of from a different time great marketing too great marketing but i do think they they are as important i think in a lot of ways as a lot of those bands that are still around you know um and uh mm-hmm. I, I i think that they did the cool thing which i always suggest artists do um if you can't die retire and then you're kind of cemented <laughs> You know, your your place in history is cemented a little bit, whereas if you continue on and kind of make new new bad music, you will sully your good name. Yeah. And, and y- you know, that, that we've seen millions fall to that. Yeah, pull out, quit while you're ahead, invest your money in some low-yield bonds. Yeah, yeah. Not treasuries. No one no one take financial advice from DJ Them Jeans, um, but, <laughs> you know, you heard it here first. But it's the same argument that people have uh, about Ringo Starr and the Beatles. It's like, and, and to me, it was always like, if you're if you're critical of, of something like that, this, like, animal ritualistic thing playing the drums and you know less is more subtlety letting other more important parts of the song breathe Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that is such an you know you that's a talent that you cannot teach and anything technical is something that you can teach and and uh it's it's like it's like fucking honestly it's like oh okay all right bro where'd you learn how to fuck where'd you learn (laughs) all right bruno mars relax you have to know it's just inertly in you (laughs) And if you're critical of somebody like that who like doesn't drum very well, yeah, you like, got you're swagless yourself. You ain't fucking. You ain't fucking. Um, I wanted to give uh, a congratulations to another friend of the show, Lauren Sherman, on her new gig at Puck. Yeah. Um, she's starting a new a, a fashion newsletter over at Puck. It was announced today. 
uh, WWD. If you don't subscribe to Puck, if you don't care about uh, media or Hollywood news, I don't really know why you're listening to this podcast. Um, but uh, a big Puck plug, Chris. Are we getting paid for any of this horse shit? No. First one's free. Uh, first one's free. And also, I want to support Lauren. Lauren's done a lot. Lauren has been very supportive of us and, Love and been a friend for a long, Love long Lauren. time. And she's brilliant. And I think her work speaks for itself. So if you have any interest in the fashion business, Go ahead, subscribe to Puck, get signed up. But not in the business of fashion. Exactly. Let's make it very clear. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me be clear. <laughs> Just kidding. Jason, the business of fashion is also great. Also great. Also great. Um, I ran into uh, Emilio from Dewey Dudes last night. Okay. Is, this, is that a free plug too? No, no. But I was like, bro, what's up with the pod? How's it going? And he's like, bro, we kind of hit a lick on TikTok. Yeah. And I was I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, we started TikTok and all of a sudden shit's rocking. And I was like, God damn it. I didn't want to know that, you know, because I <laughs> like this is like the kind of facts that I hear all the time from like agents, you know, and like guys that work at Spotify. But I never hear it from a fellow audio creator. Mm -hmm. So to hear it, f hear it from him felt like a, a slug a little bit because it's it's because you already knew it. You already yeah, knew it. Exactly. But but just him telling you that. Yeah. Him telling me that in a way that was just like. Yeah, I mean, we gotta we gotta do it, you know. You gotta, you know. And I was just like, damn, okay, I guess it works. But I, I you know, I haven't seen any of their work on TikTok, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I, but I, I imagine it's it's funny and good. But I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it hit like a it hit like a ton of bricks, <laughs> TJ. It, it really did. It hit that that that's worse than the YouTube punch to the head. This is more of mm. a TikTok punch to the groin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the freaking nards. <laughs> it's 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 kind of like um when you when you hear that phrase like. You don't want to see how the sausage is made. Exactly. But you already know how the sausage is made. You've exactly. seen how the sausage is made a hundred of thousands of times, but you still Exactly. You can't help yourself. We haven't talked about the uh the Oscars, the four and a half hour program um sure. from the from the other night where all the movies I haven't seen did win awards, it seemed like. Which is every Oscar, technically. I don't, I don't know if you had any issues with some of the, the trophy distribution. Um, did you feel like some of your favorite, um, I, I, I almost called every, every exchange <laughs> of hardware on every 23 awards. I was probably, sh I was hit, I was batting eight, bad. I was, <laughs> yeah, the distribution of hardware, brother. Um, I think I got, I probably got 90% of my guesses right on what it was going to, what was going to happen. You usually can figure it out the way it's all politically done. Like this movie got this award which means they're not going to get best picture and that was like the pity award yeah, kind yeah of thing. that game like, yeah that, that game is fun yeah. that's, that's a game that's been going on forever but for this one you could almost just tell i don't know like the way that they cut all the trailers and the emotional bits of it it was a very it, it sounds like somebody went to the the academy and it was like all right here's what you guys have to do to make the oscars more entertaining and successful as you continue to decline in ratings over the last whatever 50 years you have to like double down on the emotional posting I'm and sick, like it, i'm sick of the fucking emotional speeches i got to say like i got it it's it kills me it's the only card they have in their deck at this point no i know it is it really is but it's just like guys it's we're not we're not saving lives you know you didn't do something great for the human race you made a movie that made a lot of fucking money <laughs> and i appreciate that it's taken 10 years to do that 15 years 20 years a lifetime to do that i know it's really difficult and really hard 
Um, sure. But it just, it, it, I don't know, maybe it's because it's actors. It doesn't come off as super genuine to me. Ever? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, none of it's ever. Maybe, super that, maybe that's me being a monster. No, maybe that's, that's not me you being, being a, monster. a monster. That's <clears throat> likely you being correct because people <laughs> aren't. People will give a speech at a wedding because you're supposed to give a speech at a wedding, and it's supposed to be emotional. And you're doing the thing that you've been told by society and film and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Your entire life, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make people chuckle make them cry and wrap it all up in a nice little bow. And there's a skill and there's an art to that. And the, the Academy Awards has turned into like the highest how level good of are that. you at doing that? The highest level of that. And obviously Oscar, Oscar winning actors and actresses are going to be the best at that, but a lot of them are not. And then the Golden Globes is just like, okay, can you do that while drunk? Because I like drunk people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which is great. I mean, that's pure entertainment for me as a public speaker and somebody who gets paid to talk for a living that part is you know it's like watching the commercials for the super bowl that's kind of what you really want okay don't go ad don't go ad guy mode on me um we do have I'm a not, guest. i'm not we do we do have a guest today Fuck off. Did you see the commercials though doritos i mean it's crazy don't don't act like you're watching the super bowl for the fucking insert esoteric football play word i'm i am watching it for the pick six as always uh the pick our, six, our guest today there we go <laughs> The 348 buckle hand, <laughs> flat, wide out. Pick, <laughs> pick six is a real thing. Uh, our guest today uh, is Eileen Kelly. She's the host of a very popular podcast on the uh, excellent um, Friends of How Long Gone, Dear Media Network. Uh, her show is called Going Mental. Mm-hmm. Um, you might know her. I uh, love you guys over there. Her blog, Killer and a Sweet Thing. Uh, she's had a nice uh, New York Times profile written by uh, Ezra Marcus, who I actually met at Nomi's birthday on Saturday. Beasting, uh, beasting on Tumblr over the years as well. Beasting on Tumblr. Yeah, beasting on Tumblr. But I, uh, I want to talk to her about uh, mental health and how it's uh, the most overplayed hand in our failing society <laughs> uh, and see what she has to say about that. <laughs> um you know you got to go to the source you know what i'm saying like she she knows more than watch you guys do that (laughs) oh how long gone baby we're back oh by the way chris congrats on the pie merch on pie day one question for you yeah yeah have you ever seen pie i saw pie twice uh in high school okay and that's why i felt comfortable that's why i felt comfortable working with darren aronofsky and dylan over at protozoa and and jacob price helped me with the design but i'm very happy with it speaking of pick six i would have never called that all right let's get eileen on the horn and we're gonna (laughs) chat about all this and more how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit-chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on better help there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give better help a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. Jason, if you're struggling with uh, grief, relationships, stress which i don't think you have any of that uh or you were having trouble sleeping or meeting your low low goals online therapy could be for you uh better help is secure online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with a licensed professional therapist better help will assess your needs and match you with your own accredited therapist and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours there's no waiting room the service is available worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime to message your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists. If needed, we've all been there, haven't we? It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available in your area. Visit betterhelp.com slash how long and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. How Long Gone is sponsored by BetterHelp and our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash how long. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free. Zero catch. We've been using it ever since we started How Long Gone. And ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like having the option of turning off the Q&As and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level. I highly recommend giving it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. 
Yeah, I'm so sorry, you guys, for ha for rescheduling this and missing our initial recording. I feel Eileen, let's talk. Let's talk about that, Eileen, because I found it quite interesting, actually. I'm that so sorry. It was really funny because Caitlin was like, uh, "No, we're good, we're good," and then and then she was like, "Actually, she's in a meeting," <laughs> and I was like. This is the fucking meeting. What do you mean she's in a meeting? You know what it was? I was traveling last minute for work. So I was in LA and I'm normally in New York. And so my schedule just got like, mm -hmm. sometimes with the time change, it just got like fucked. And then she's texting me being like, where are you? Why aren't you on the line? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was in another meeting and I was like, fuck, I'm so sorry. It's okay. We, we you know what? We're having you back because that's how forgiving and friendly we are. Thank you so much. We're, you know, I know that Dear Media Studios, you know, can be kind of demanding. So I, I understand that you were kind of, you're busy. And I too have a little trouble with time zones, if I could be a thousand percent honest with you. <laughs> um, Eileen, I always thought that bark thins were a dog treat. What do you think about that? Well, I think they would kill a dog because they're chocolate. Well, I don't, you don't know that from the name though, you know? You just hear the word bark and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I want to give this to my doggy. True. What flavor are we working with? Dark chocolate pretzel sea salt. Yeah, I mean, you can't oh. really fuck that. What other what other snacks do you keep in the house just for um, inquiring minds? You know, I don't have that many right now. I accidentally bought mango, dried mangoes, but they have um chili powder. Chili pepper on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I I thought they were just normal mangoes. <laughs> so disappointed when I got upstairs yesterday. I live above like an amazing deli though. So like it's 24 hours. I can grab any snack. Do they know? Do they do they know you? Do they get your mail? They got keys to your place? Like, where's the relationship? No, they <laughs> definitely know me, but they, not enough to have keys to my place. Do people do that? That's crazy. I don't mean it in like a. <laughs> I just mean, um, you know, sometimes I would like the bookstore that used to be next door to me. I would leave my keys there if a friend was picking them up because we had a nice relationship. Oh yeah, I'll do that. But they don't have like a copy of my keys to come pop in whenever they want. The guy from the bodega. <laughs> doesn't come inside your house all the time that's weird yeah yeah like, i thought new york was cool i also Can live I alone and i'm a woman so um comedy podcasts hate me first of all we're not a we're not a comedy podcast we're a culture podcast that has laughs we're a lifestyle podcast i know but but i do feel like it's a little comedy ass no it is comedy ass anyways i went on this comedy podcast a couple months ago and i just got ripped online and i was like never again well, okay welcome to hell baby uh <laughs> yeah. no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. comedy <laughs> listeners are mean they're bullies that is right what kidding. what exactly were they ripping you about and did they maybe find it oh, man they just thought was I, there any truth they just thought i was i was boring and i was annoying okay and they hated my voice okay, okay. and just like <laughs> okay. a million other things and so i was like okay what po what podcast was this no i'm not gonna tell you guys i'll tell you guys but we have to beep that out. I mean, we could find it online pretty easily, right? <laughs> you can just search your name on podcasts and find, a po uh, find it. It was, it was, tr it was trash is, talk. And listen, the girls are so nice. It was nothing about them. But their their audience fucking hated me. Hated me. It's okay. Our audience hates me, so it's fine. I mean, you know, you got to kind of, you kind of got to get in where you fit in with these. Yeah, honestly, I just, I went into that a little blind and I think I was just Did, like. Do you listen to podcasts or are you just kind of like, I do this, I cash my checks and I'm out of the audio space? I do listen to some. I listened to your guys' Brett Easton Ellis episode before this. Because are you a fan of Brett's? I am, yeah. What's not to like? Did you read the shards? I have not yet. It's really long, so settle in, but it's good. Okay, so you read it? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's um 
it's got everything in a way where it's like I usually don't like stuff that's got like suspense or like violence or even like super descriptive like sex like that's not really what i'm trying to read so where does that leave you what do you read (laughs) i i just mean i don't need to i don't like scary stuff because i think it's stupid like i think like horror is for dum-dums a little bit because it's like that's that's just like the lowest common denominator to me um but i also i don't like over descriptive um like little wayne lyrics you know what i mean like when when rappers get extremely sexual I'm just like, you guys need to relax. It makes it sound like your dick is dry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gonna need a second with that one. <laughs> don't choke on your bark then. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I don't think that needs to be, like, I don't, th- I, I think it's harder to do something else. Like, I think that's the lowest common denominator as far as, like, rap lyrics go. It's a very easy thing to talk about. But what about when, like, Shakespeare is being overly descriptive of a sexual encounter? Oh, good. Po- okay. I haven't I haven't delved deeply into that, Jason, so that's something I can kind of look into once we I finish. have a lot of erotica fan fiction <laughs> websites that you could check out for some very descriptive writing, Chris. <laughs> okay. I, okay, great. I, I wonder what kind of what kind of erotic fan fiction, like what kind of stuff are we talking about, Jason? Like what industries are we touching on? Motocross riders. Okay, okay good. So just, just like classic The hotties. helmet stays on. Okay. <laughs> sauna stuff lately. Yeah, Jason loves sauna. How often do you go into the sauna? Never. Never? Yeah, walk, we, yeah, we talk a lot about the mental health on your show on this show we talk about the physical health what are we doing because if you ask me eileen they're all connected in a lot of ways oh i agree completely yeah so what are we doing for our physical because it sounds like your mental is getting a nice workout other than hot girl walks with wired (laughs) headphones we need to know the routine what else are we doing um i don't know having sex okay That's about as cool of an answer as you could really give, honestly. All right, so uh, yeah, I was I was looking for a new Pilates studio I hadn't heard of, but I guess you just you shut that down. <laughs> no, I'm not a big workout girl. I usually just get my back blown out 45 minutes uh, every day, <laughs> and that kind of have a grab a smoothie and I'm good. <laughs> no, but I'm like I I don't know. You could even like masturbate or something. What if I like, I'm like I'd rather have a euphoric feeling from that than like running on the treadmill. I mean, I think. I think a lot of people would, um, <laughs> but but maybe they don't quite have you know access what? to that. Call me crazy. I'd rather be jacking off than on a fucking treadmill as well, Eileen. <laughs> I w- but one, one might burn more calories than the other. <laughs> I like where your head's at. And I think Trust the, me. I've run the data. I think the euphoria part is right, but unless your Apple Watch is showing you something different, I, I, I think that Jason might be right. I think that it's it, it might be... I don't know if the caloric... Uh, outpouring is necessarily equal in these things that we're speaking. I know. I guess I'm just lucky in that sense. I don't really think about that and I'm pretty naturally thin. God bless you. Is it so you could almost say that a runner's high is kind of like an orgasm at the end of the day then from a euphoric sense. Yeah, and I would take the orgasm any day. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't is is euphoria is, is feeling euphoric something you think about a lot? Like is that something you try to achieve not only with your body but with your mind through expanding substances or or no i don't think about it like that i don't know i'm very like in the moment type of person like okay it's the end of the day like maybe i want to go take a break now go hit my vibrator (laughs) okay okay live it in the moment (laughs) yeah but i mean i guess i mean i guess you know it's like chase like that sense of euphoria beyond masturbation or sex like, is that something that you consciously 
you know, is that a dragon that you're consciously chasing? Like, you, once you get hooked on that feeling of euphoria, it could come from a great Pilates class or having sex or eating a bacon, egg, and cheese, you know? Like, yeah. is, is yeah. that euphoric, the specifically a euphoric feeling, something that you consciously look out for? No. I'm not an addict. Okay, don't you don't need to throw shade. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just kidding. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. I think that I think I understand what you're or saying. Or I get dragged by your audience. No, too. no, no. I mean that'll happen, but it won't be because of that. You obviously the people who are listening can't see this, but I wish I could show you. Like, <laughs> can you read this? Okay, this says <laughs> anal trainer set in a bag, and and so this is this is a butt plug that has millennial graphic design packaging on it. No, I'm not even kidding. If I well, oh, let me just turn my laptop. <laughs> Jesus! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for our listeners at home, she's she's podcasting from you know a large kind of dining room table that you could only see a couple inches of the wood because it's completely covered in sex toys. Exactly. There you go. That's my introduction there. That's the entire episode. This is my life. This stuff is sent to you by all these brands in hopes that you will test it and talk about it or just talk about it or post it or is there some other end use? No, I'm actually, I'm I'm launching a brand. So okay. this is just my work on that. But um, yeah, I, it's like a, new project of mine so these are like samples and testing product and all this so you're going stuff. to have your you're, you're going to have your own line of of toys and other assorted so this products. is exactly i'm going i love jacking off so much i'm gonna have research and development all the time exactly talk about the best industry in the world podcasting yeah i agree oh <laughs> oh sorry success <laughs> Yeah, I, I I tried to look for the po podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if um now these the, now when you're doing this when you're working on developing your own brand is are you thinking about the price point? Are you thinking about who your customer is? A hundred percent. Okay, so you want it to be like your peers, or do you want it to be everyone, or how do you think about it from a business standpoint? Okay, so I'm pretty beginning stages on the production side of things so right now i'm doing i've been creating the studies of like okay where's the gap in the market what do i want to add to the market um sure that kind of thing but it's been really fun i've done some like merch lines over the years i've done little business things on the side and then this is my first jumping head first now, into now do you have a do you have a a partner that's acting more as a business mind or are you the CEO as well as a creative director? I do have a partner on the production side of things who is, who is very big in the adult novelty space. But in terms of branding, creative direction, all of that, I'm kind of the brains behind the operation at the moment. Sure. Well, you know, you know your audience better than anyone. I, I think the production side is um, quite difficult uh, when it comes to things uh, that, have to be made out of <laughs> waterproof totally materials. <laughs> i know have you guys ever made any products we make products constantly not of a sexual nature but we make a lot of merch um it's a big part of our mostly, business mostly clothing uh, how long gone eileen butt plug honestly <laughs> it would probably do quite well jason correct me if i'm wrong yeah i mean the small one's blue the big one's green it's all there <laughs> would you would you guys test it out look don't try to Diplo Radikowski us right now this early into our own show. <laughs> yeah, did you see that? Did you see that Diplo said that he'd probably had his, his dick sucked by a man before, but he's not gay? No. 
when did he he went on Emirata's thing recently this week today it came out yeah oh, okay what was the exact what was the exact quote jason it's really good she was like it's have, really good have you ever had like done anything sexual with another man and he said like oh i'm i'm sure i got my dick sucked by a guy at some point in my life you know i'm diplo for god's sakes and she's <laughs> like well when you say you're sure you mean you're like sure sure and he's like yeah and he's and she's like do you remember it and he's like hmm my follow-up is have either of you gotten your dick sucked by a man no or fondled touched um my dick has been touched by men a lot but not in a way that i liked i would say yeah it's, it it's was usually more of a punch it's usually more of a punch than it is i've been in like a like a club and like had a guy grab my dick and then keep it moving do you want to talk about that jason because you know yeah eileen's good at unpacking you feel unpacking trauma and if if we talk about this again on the show jason i think this could maybe be cathartic for you oh damn i wish we had tiktok this would be good for clipping <laughs> um no nah, i mean I, I i remember liking the efficiency of of the whole exchange <laughs> it was very much like i'm gonna grab your dick and I'm going to say goodbye and we're going to keep it moving. The whole thing will be done in five seconds. You know what I mean? I wonder, though, what the point of that is. Like, are they hoping that you get hard or you, like, grab them back? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes. I think so. Like a, gro a grope in the club environment? Yeah. I, I do think that is maybe the hopeful end result. But it could also just be, like, you're, I want to feel if your dick is good. What is a good dick? Like a big one? He wants to feel if it's like thick? Maybe not thick, but you know, like if you're, <laughs> if somebody is walking around and you're like, I wonder if they have a big or a small dick, you know, grabbing their, their penis area is a pretty good way of finding out without, you know, physically looking at it. No, that's crazy to grab it without having conversation or without even flirting or like well, let me introduce anything you. reciprocal. Let me introduce you to gay guys. Okay. Don't act like you don't know lots of gay guys. This is pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, this is totally normal. Would you this feel is par for the course? Would you feel more uncomfortable if they had grabbed like your ass? versus your dick yeah because i don't have much of an ass yeah jason's looking jason's looking like a two by four all the way from his neck down to his not toes my, not my strong suit would it feel more vulnerable if they like went for the ass crack oh like if they tried to like check my oil per se yeah oh uh, yeah i would probably feel more violated if somebody tried to put their their yeah whole ass forearm up my asshole without my consent but a, a squeeze of, of the course. cheeks or a little tap on the tush, that's fine. Well, a tap on the tush is classic kind of locker room style male behavior that we've been conditioned to be comfortable with since we were children, you know? Because that's like what, you know, when you're on the football field yeah, started young. And, and you score a touchdown, one of your homies' teammates will come up and give you a nice smack, you know, to let you know you did a good job. Maybe with a towel, too. I'm like, maybe every guy needs, especially like early college age, needs to experience someone trying to go for their asshole so they know to like never touch a woman like that. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, perhaps. not, not I mean, a bad idea. Honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> most young, you know, 19-year-old dudes in college need to learn almost everything the hard way, no pun intended. A lot of things. A lot of things.
I feel like now they're not interested in men or women. They're just interested in their phones. So it's probably okay. Yeah. I wonder if like rapes or <laughs> rates of, of sexual assault is going down. I mean, people are less sexual than ever. So <sighs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure there's some, I'm sure there's probably some data, but I think, no, but then like, think about the flip side of that too, though. Incels. No, that the people who like, it's harder and harder to get laid. It's harder to get laid. So I wonder if that would, make like an increase in that type of behavior and like problematic behavior oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah i see what you're saying i see what you're saying well you're eileen you're a you're a single person in the dating world right yes i i am is it hard to find people out there who are willing to have sex <laughs> <laughs> eileen just looked at us like bitch you know it's not hard for me <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind you're gonna make me answer this question motherfucker <laughs> Living in New York is a really unique experience. Like New York, or it's a great way to spin it. Great way to spin it's it. True, New York, baby. Though, but like you walk out the door, everyone's fucking. It's true. You walk out the door, and there's like a hundred people on your block. Or like if I want to go on Tinder, if I want to go on Hinge, there's just like thousands and thousands of endless options. I think it's harder. I think it's less hard to find someone to fuck. I think it's harder to find someone to date or that like you appreciate. Right. Because there's so many options. Where are you from? I'm from Seattle. Didn't you, didn't you read my background? This is your, you've had two chances to get it right. <laughs> Damn, she flipped her canceling on us, on us. That was good. Uh, no, well, I, I mean, I've read it. I read some background, but I also, I don't like to, I don't need to know everything about someone before I talk to them. I think that kind of makes it boring, to be honest. Really? You don't feel like that allows you to dig deeper? No. I'm like a freak. I like want to know everything about someone before I interview them. But but I don't think I I guess that I think we try to allow for a more natural conversation to develop whereas I don't want to know the, all the answers before I go in. But there's merits to both sides. Yeah, we we like it to be like a first date kind of, you know, getting to know somebody. Yeah. Do you have a producer giving you like research or are you doing this yourself? No, I do it myself. But I can like write a paper on all my guests, I like a it. research paper. I do like a week of studying. I'm not even kidding. I think it's because I want to talk to them about such vulnerable, like intimate topics that we can kind of cut to the chase and I can walk them through like, okay, you're from here, you're mm. from here and this happened here and this is like what you do for work. But like, how did you get there instead of keeping the meat of the conversation more like surface? If that makes sense. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, the whole point of your show is getting deep. Are you happy with how deep you get on the shows? Or are you trying to always get deeper? I think you can always get deeper. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy. I mean, people tell me crazy shit that they've also like never told anyone before. It's also kind of nerve wracking sometimes. And I also don't think I'm the best interviewer, but I do think I've improved a lot. How long have you been doing this for now? Like a year and a half. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it takes a long time to become good at anything. And a year and a half is, is not that much time in the grand scheme of things to master something that's so difficult. You know, it's public speaking with, you know, millions or thousands of people listening is very nerve-wracking, even if you're good at it. Oh, thank you so it, much. It's only going to get better, Eileen. Wow, I didn't know you guys were so sweet. I'm going to come <laughs> on here more. <laughs> well, I do think, though, I think that, I mean, I think that people also, I think you're at an advantage now because people probably are prepared. They they know what's coming a little bit when they come on the show. You know what I mean? They have an idea oh, of, what, of what's about to happen. That's why people say no, too, because they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to talk about my mental health. Yeah, well, I think I want to talk to you about this because I think we talk about mental health too much, actually, as a society. What do you mean by that? I think that, so, I think that to an extent, 
that there's such a conversation around it and it's been prioritized to a point where that could be negative and it becomes a little bit of navel gazing and like self importance and it's it's not necessarily healthy um once it reaches a certain kind of threshold like self-diagnosing or can you well I, i think a common thing that we talk about on the show is that like if you if you become too obsessed with anything good or bad it can become detrimental or or at the very least make you an uncool person and you can become obsessed with mental health so much to a degree that you sort of only look at the world through the lens of mental health and it can you know potentially inhibit your journey through life if you're guarding yourself from things that could hurt your mental health but could also be very important to you interesting i just think it's become this it's kind of become a buzzword you know and i think that like it anything i mean this happens to everything in our society because we move so quickly but once that happens it starts to lose a little bit of the power and a little bit of the meaning that it's intended to have especially when people can make a lot of money exploiting it yeah i agree with that you know i'm just i'm i'm just less focused on it being cool though like that doesn't matter to me oh it's not about it being cool or not it's just about the the conversation around it becoming insufferable to the point where it might affect what it actually means as a as a larger topic in society you know like even when we were growing up it was not i mean it it, only in the last i would say five years maybe 10 years it's been like cool to talk about going to therapy for example Mm -hmm. like that was not the case like there and not that there should be shame attached to it but i don't need to know that somebody goes to a therapist after meeting them for five fucking minutes you know like that doesn't you don't need to lead with that you know what i'm saying but i do think more people are seeking out therapy than ever and to me that's a positive all thanks to our good friends at BetterHelp. (laughs) (laughs) but it but it's more but it's more normalized and like when you meet people who like deal with serious mental illness Mm -hmm. who maybe wouldn't have sought out help before and now they are to me that feels like a win does that make sense yeah yeah for sure no it is you're absolutely right do i think like everyone on tiktok who's like self-diagnosing themselves with like different personality disorders or you know that becomes their personality like i think that's more annoying i don't know if i feel like that's really toxic Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I've seen the like firsthand effects of it actually like helping people and like raising money for like good hospitals. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm not. That's I mean, more like a, you know, 24 year old thinking everything that bad that happens to them is like a microaggression and they need to like talk about that with a therapist. That's what I mean. I don't mean people with real problems. (laughs) I think that it becomes obviously i'm not in the position to say what a, what problem is real or not real of course i'm merely a podcaster uh but I, I guess that the the kind of prevalence of it especially as it applies to like the workplace i think to an extent is it's become a catch-all as like a little bit of an excuse for anything that goes wrong or anything that happens to you it you it's it's become like a catch-all term and i think it takes the power away so you think people are more sensitive than ever and that in part makes them annoying no i think people are full of shit and that makes them more annoying <laughs> like i don't think they're actually sensitive i think they're like i didn't like what this person did to me and instead of being like fuck you that's annoying it turns into this person attacked me that was a microaggression i need to elevate this to hr 
That's what I mean. Okay, but to me, that just sounds like you're more complaining about like woke culture than like mental health stuff. No, that's not. That's not. That's not woke culture because it's the the term that's used is mental health. It's affecting my mental health. Is the thing is what people say. Yeah, people don't say I need to take a woke day. They say I need to take a mental health day. I mean, <laughs> we're days away from people taking woke days. But I also think, Eileen, um, since we're since we're so much older than you. This is a how old are you guys? How old are you guys? I'm 40. I'm 42. Oh man, you're practically geriatric. Fuck you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Also true. But my my point is, from the dawn of civilization, older generations have always thought that the younger generations were getting softer and softer, and you sort of uh, resent them because you're like, oh well, when I was a kid, I had to you know walk 10 miles in the snow, and we didn't have blah blah blah, and you didn't have the internet, and it's always easier for the younger generation at a certain point. Will people become so soft that they're they're not even, I think it will swing in the other direction. I mean, I think that's how the world is like, like with the rise of like Chad masculine culture. Yeah. I think people will get sick of it, but to me, I don't know. I feel like that's not so much like people use those buzzwords, but they're not even using them correctly. Like to me, that's more woke culture. Okay. It's like walking on eggshells and yeah, don't hurt my feelings and don't, but don't hurt my feelings feels extremely mental health to me versus woke. Woke to me is like you said something offensive to me. Whereas I think like having to be nice to everyone but woke, is a different thing. No, woke to me though is like, it's not only you said something offensive or it could also be you didn't say anything offensive, but I took it offensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. So like you didn't, you didn't even say anything to hurt my feelings, but I'm so sensitive that I feel like you, that was an aggression or you did that on purpose to hurt my feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No. Am I speaking in circles? No, no, no. That makes sense. I, ju- I think that both of these things are problems, <laughs> however you want to define them in some ways. I, I guess yeah, both right. I guess my I guess my thing is that the the I, I just feel like the um like I guess you're right. Maybe the self-diagnosis thing. I mean, I'm not on TikTok, but I know that's like a pretty big thing on TikTok, right? Like where they like people are literally saying I used Google to f- sit and now I have a personality disorder. Is that like the level it's gotten to? A hundred percent. Or like I have dissociated, like I'm just totally dissociated and then they use the terminology completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even with my podcast I, and people will talk shit about me all the time being like, Oh, you spent time in a mental facility and now you think you're a doctor. And I'm like, no, I've never claimed to think I'm a doctor cause I'm not fucking idiot and i know i'm not a doctor but i can have doctors on my show and they can actually give you like i have this platform or this many listeners or this many followers so then i can have like a brilliant doctor on who can spread real medically backed information sure like real stuff yeah 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 but do you feel now do you feel like that's something you're compelled to do because that kind of stuff helped you and and it like you figured it out or is it is it like i guess i'm saying do you feel like a responsibility to that or you just enjoy it it's i don't know if i feel a responsibility i think it's more so like okay this really changed my life and helped helped me so why not like use this platform yeah i don't know i feel like there's so many people who have so who have so many followers or so much influence that don't use that use it for like bullshit. Yeah, but that's their prerogative, right? We all get to use Yeah, or they have like little or nothing to say. Yeah, but they might be hot 
and you know that that's worth <laughs> that's worth something let's not forget they're, okay they're they're hot and they're like yeah use this blush exactly. <laughs> no but i mean no but it's true but it's like okay that's fine but then if that's like all i'm ever seeing like aren't we dumbing ourselves down as a society oh for sure i mean that we're yeah one we're the percent. dumbest we've ever been no question but i think that like i guess i know what you mean i just find it hard to like i i feel like it's my responsibility to ignore what I don't want to take in versus like if you if you have a half million followers and you talk about shit I think is dumb, I can't make that my problem. I just have to avoid it versus being like, why are you using your platform like this? You know what I mean? Totally. I don't think you need to tell people how to live their lives, but I do think it's a conversation you can have I would, of like, do you genuinely I, think this is important or you're just casting or you're just cashing the check? Well, no, everybody's only doing everything for money. Let me clear that up right now. I don't know. I don't think so, though. I swear some of those girls who are like crocheting online and selling blush, like I genuinely think they probably dream. They love they, that shit. No, they dream about it at night and they're like, I can't wait to wake up and like put out this new blush the, the fact that i'm getting paid to crochet is just icing <laughs> on the cake i would have done this <laughs> that, that's the i mean that, I that's, think- that's honestly the american dream if you're just getting paid to do what you love or if what you love is you know showing videos of how you take clothes off and put them back on then that's <laughs> like chris said it's your prerogative but you guys it's snowing out my window right now don't romanticize the snow it's disgusting it is it's fully snowing have you been outside today no, I don't leave my apartment during the week, Monday through Friday. What do you mean? Those guys from Bodega just use their keys to bring you snacks? Uh, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't Like, leave. you don't at all? Or, like, only for emergency situations? No, like, I pretty much am a freak, and I don't what really do you, leave no, the apartment. No, come on. I, like, what? Let's, let's, no, 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 I'm no, no, no. So I, that, I bl- are, are you self-diagnosed agoraphobic? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I'll get my groceries. I pretty much, like, eat at home. Last night, I had to go to a work event, so I left. But that's very rare for me, and it was a Monday. And I'll, I go out on the weekends. Like, my weekends are for seeing friends, going to dinner. Maybe I'll go out. I'll get fucked up. I'll do some ketamine, you know, have sex. <laughs> okay. So you're, like, a, just a classic working chick. So Monday through Friday, we're focused on the grind. It's not even the grind. I'm just, like... T- just don't want to see anyone i'm like if you, you just don't want to go outside yeah i'm like if you really want to see me you can come over if you really want to see me you could check out my only fans <laughs> no, also i'm like i love my apartment you've created a, a a sanctuary that you love yes it's fucking expensive like i'm gonna milk it for all it's <laughs> worth and i'm literally not gonna leave it ever okay. i kind of understand where you're coming from but don't you feel like maybe that new york is a city that is built on the the kind of the social engine that we all get to participate in. That's what the weekends are for. Yeah, that's what the weekends are for. And I did that for years and years. And I'm just, I'm in my phase of being a recluse. And I'm very happy. Okay, but let, let's get, I, I need to get some more data. So let's think about this. What's our kind of record for days without leaving the house? Five. <laughs> Five? Okay. Okay. And Eileen, we're we're not like peeing in jars or anything yet, right? <laughs> no. What do you mean? I have t- I have a beautiful apartment. I have nice sunlight. I have skylights. Like I have everything I need. That was my next question. I wanted to make sure that you're getting some proper Huberman sunlight. Yeah. Five days is 
bordering on i'm concerned <laughs> is that potentially damaging to your mental health no, <laughs> yeah because, literally no because it's not that i don't see anyone like i said i'll have people come over i just like don't really want to leave my apartment you take I'm, you take visitors you take visitors yes <laughs> i take visitors maybe i'm a i'm just addicted to staying home i'm addicted to the comfort of my couch oh, i get it my bed it. my bathtub i wish i could stay say the same i there's nothing i if i'm home for a couple hours or I'm home for too much of a day, I start to feel crazy and need to like take a walk and like go outside and kind of stare at people. Well, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> of course, but I just think that th there's so much action right outside the door. Like where Jason lives in the suburbs, you walk outside, you don't see anything. There's no action. You go back inside, you got your Netflix, you know, you're fine. You know what? I, I live on a big avenue. I can sit in my window i have like a massive window and i look down and i see people i know walking by all the time okay so you live in so so i feel like i get the energy so you're so you're in jail okay i got it i got it <laughs> okay yes it's giving jail just watch out for kennel cough while you're in there um it's giving Rikers. speaking of what about smoking cigarettes do we smoke inside the I house? I don't smoke cigarettes, but I have a belt. Like, I don't, I have a, what is it called? What kind of ketamine addict are you? How much money are you making? You keep describing this apartment <laughs> like we're on fucking AD right now. You got multiple bathrooms, have a huge <laughs> view of an, a nondescript avenue. What the fuck are you talking about? Wait, no, what's it called though? It's a, oh, I have a fire escape. I don't smoke cigarettes, but if my friends come over, I make okay. them go on the fire escape. Got it, okay, got that's it, okay. okay. And I don't, obviously, I don't want you to get docs, but is this in Brooklyn or Manhattan? in manhattan okay so i lean to a pretty good jason this dear media shit is different bro everybody <laughs> I, know. I know everybody I know. At dear maybe we media, should make the fucking switch everybody i know at dear media has got a fucking got a g-wagon and a nice apartment and like a hot husband <laughs> meanwhile J jason and i are over here fucking slumming it do you guys do patreon or how like how do you guys make no it? we we make money through advertising okay and do you do it yourself or you're with the network we do it ourselves okay because i did that for like a year and then you and then you got drafted to the big leagues by the oh, okay by the beautiful people at dear media and then i got a big sexy juicy deal <laughs> okay so this deal <laughs> you know like is this something did you negotiate this yourself did you have agents handle this no i have a gorgeous agent <laughs> okay so your agent's a baddie and she's so able to negotiate. you have a gorgeous agent who got you a juicy sexy deal <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the horniest <laughs> podcast i've ever fucking heard <laughs> no my agent my agents are the my agents are crazy they do like they did like call her daddy they did oh wait a second spotify deal oh. interesting what's your agent's name is his name Oren by chance yes oh interesting fucking Oren. i hope Oren hears this Aaron Oren was our agent for a little while but he's no longer our agent oh no why but we love Oren. we love Oren. yeah Oren's the best it sounds like you don't i just saw your eyebrows they just went no they i just like... bounced around your face Oren doesn't know how to sell male talent is the problem yeah and also, Oren, I, I, he is um, a legend in the game for many reasons, but I don't think that How Long Gone was his flavor. You know what I mean? Okay, so I work with Oren, but mostly my day-to-day, -day, her name's Shelby Sheckman. Mm -hmm. She works with Oren. Shout out to Shelby. Yeah, Shel Shelby is like my point lady, and we talk all day, every day. But yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't just do the podcast, little known fact. I do like a lot of under other things. I just do it more under wraps. So you're stacking you're stacking bread every way you can. <laughs> yes, money makes the world go around. She has multiple revenue streams. If I wanted a gram of ketamine from you, how much does it cost? <laughs> I, wish, I actually I don't buy ketamine actually. 
<laughs> it just shows up in front of my nose. It's so nice. Yeah. Take my signal down when we get, when we when we're done, and I'll I'll send you the whole price sheet and stuff. Are you trying to like I, politely ask how much I make in a year? Is that where you're going? He was not, but if you want to answer that, please go ahead. No, I'm not going to answer that. I just think that there's very few people that can that really can like make a really good living off of just podcasting. It's like pretty rare. Um, so it's I just like to know what people do because it's you know we all do stuff. You know, it's totally. Also, I think we're stuff. going into a recession, and yeah, they've been saying that. They've been saying that no, for two but, fucking years. I think it's no, but I will say in terms of just advertising, and I don't know you if you guys have noticed this, but I just know on in the podcast world and like with your media and all these places that companies just aren't spending the same amount that they were a couple years ago especially during covid on ads they're just not so yeah that makes sense i mean i think that sounds like something that sounds like a dear media problem to me <laughs> no it's true uh, it's but true. no that, that's no that's I mean, it'll be it'll no, be true. weaving that's in and sure out true. for the rest of our lives as content creators it's just something that happens well i think that it's such a it's such a new medium that all of these companies that have like hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on advertising were like, oh shit, like here, let's give 10% of our budget for the year to podcast. We don't even know if it will give us a return. We don't really understand this world yet. And now I feel like they're like, okay, wait, we're not really seeing the downloads or that mm. or the return. So that's just what I, there's a lot of articles on like variety and all this. Oh stuff. yeah. I mean, I think that's all the podcast world. is. That, that's all true. Yeah. It was, it's, it was the wild west for many years and it was an amazing time to make a lot of money. And now that like, like you said, there's been some proof and data and you know, 10 years worth of advertising. People are like, Oh, I didn't make fucking jack shit on that Squarespace ad. Exactly. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting to see like when I started my podcast, what, like a year and a half, almost two years ago now, you can go the Patreon route where you're like, okay, let me get people who will listen to bonus episodes and they pay me like the monthly fee and I'm banking on my audience there. Mm -hmm. Or you go the route of let me put everything on Apple and Spotify which is the only way to get a network deal. So like, you know, yeah. like a Chapo Trap House or someone who's making hundreds of thousand dollars a month and they're doing amazing, they're probably not getting the same amount of downloads on like an Apple or Spotify. Sorry if this is boring. No, no, no. This is interesting. For them to go to Spotify or get a deal that way, it's going to be a bit harder because they went the Patreon route. So that was something I decided really early on of like, do I want to go Patreon or do I want to just try to get all my downloads in one place so then I can do the like ad deals off the podcast we took the same road kelly yeah i mean yeah, but you did. really do have to make that decision and there is that fork in the road where there's a lot of pros and cons for both and we we're the same way mostly because we feel as if the average person does not want to patronize us and people are definitely not rooting for chris's success <laughs> they're rooting more for me but like <laughs> they're not going to financially invest and root in chris's success the way that they would want to see you take off and and see you know be a part of your journey you know also i think that i mean we talk about this a lot but i don't want to i don't want to give back like i don't want to be beholden to you and have to like be in a discord talking to some fan you know i don't think you want to do that either oh i've done it before i had a patreon for like a hot second in the beginning and then really quick i was like okay do i want 
yeah, build my following here and the money that I could be making? Or am I looking more like five, three years down the line? And like, could I get a bigger network deal if I did it the other way? You have a view for the future. I like that about you. Yeah, I've been working on a scripted podcast, so I'm doing a lot of different okay, things. Okay, pump. All right, all right, pump the brakes. All right, <laughs> let's let's re let's relax. Leave a little money for the rest of us, Kelly. For God's sake. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, how how often you guys upload upload twice a week? Thrice. Three times. No, that's crazy. See, I'm once a week, so I think it, it allows me to allocate my time to other projects. You know, if I was uploading three times a week, I. And doing video because I do video too. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't find scripted podcasts compelling at all. Like, I do you listen to those? I don't ever think about those or even look at them. I like the true crime, and you know what? Even just like the television shows I watch, uh, many of them, like ninety percent of them these days, started as podcasts. So ultimately, like that's a five to ten year plan of mine where I want to enter television not beyond tv but just more like behind the scenes i don't know if i want to like write for something or produce and so i've thought about like what's a way to enter that space and it seems like it makes a lot of sense to enter through broadcasting so that's what i've been working on this is smart this yeah, is smart no. kelly as as somebody who seems so driven and you have goals and and all this stuff kind of worked out is it hard for you to find a, a partner in life like what is my sort of aligned with like? this yeah, drive that you have i mean i i've dated people who I felt aligned with and like were equally motivated, but I don't know, maybe they don't want to settle down yet, or usually it's someone that's like a bit older than me. Yeah. So have you graduated from loser dick? No, I went through a huge year of loser dick. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I'm not even kidding. I actually did an episode on my podcast all about how I was describing how I was in like my cougar cradle robbing era this past year. Uh, you're how old? I'm 27. Okay, okay. So can you imagine what's what's like a cougar? Were they legal? A cougar for 20? Yes, they were obviously legal. We don't you know. Were yo, you were trolling some local high schools. Is that what you're saying? So you showed up to tompkins with a skateboard and you're like hello fellow school children yeah i'm like uh, do you want to come do you want to come back to my like beautiful apartment that i don't leave for the week and then you guys can swap in and out all week long <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding so i mean i think everyone in their life you know men and women who are driven and everything like that they you everyone kind of goes through the loser dick phase i think it's important you sort of have to know no it was like a calculated thing of like okay i'm busy with work and i'm very focused on my career and that's the space i'm in right now so i just want someone to like have fun with no strings attached something that's not going to become serious and so that's kind of why i was visiting that pool look every uh every successful winner in the world has you know, a hot dummy. Yep. Yeah, but honestly, I will say I, I'm, I have left that phase. I think I did it for like a year and now I'm Good over it. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, if I can't have a conversation with you, it doesn't matter how hot you are. <laughs> at some point, we're going to have to have a, a few sentences with each other. <laughs> exactly. I, I love... <laughs> It's good to get it out of your system at an early age. I'm glad that it's not Eileen's flop house, though. Like, I li I don't like the idea of like your house looking like the apartment and kids you know what i mean <laughs> like you got everybody's just hanging out kind of smoking drinking 40s oh my gosh no i also think there's like a, an aspect of like a control element too i'm sure there that you know go. everything's on my terms and it's on it's on my schedule if i'm being honest yeah you're a boss chick that's what you demand out of these losers <laughs> 
Like, I don't see a problem with that. I'm like, so you're going to come over, you're going to eat me out, and then you're going to leave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, as long as... As long as he can, as long as he can three sixty flip down a, a five set, I think that's fine. I mean, I don't see a problem with that. Uh, I'm, I will say, I'm interested to see your your trajectory because I feel like how long gone is getting on in on the ground floor of Eileen. This is just the beginning of your journey. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes because I, I do think that you will uh, survive beyond the mental health boom <laughs> and be able to come out <laughs> on the other side. And you're gonna create and produce some bomb ass unscripted. True crime content and make some amazing anal plugs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Who can do it all? You know. Yeah. What I is mean, what is there to be done innovation wise in the anal space? Well, you know what? I think <laughs> there is a lot of innovation. I don't know if it's so much about the. Okay. Well, I will say. So I used to work in sex ed for years. That's what I did before I myself went crazy and then pivoted to mental health. <laughs> I was like, get me out of this space. Okay. Um. And I used to go to, it's the largest convention for sex toys and they hold in Burbank every year and it's mm. only for people who are in the industry. So it's like insiders, sure. there's like sex shops, the producers of the toys, um, porn stars walking around and you walk around, it's like 99% of toys that are made for women are created by like middle-aged men. That is insane though. That is insane. No, it, it's insane. Cause I'm like, why would I use like a dildo or a vibrator that's like made by like some 65 year old dude who doesn't know anything about my vagina who does not have a pussy at all yeah exactly. Yeah, i mean that's reason like it's that, pretty no it's not just gonna say that's gonna say that's pretty not asking for a lot so if it feels like they should have been consulting with women on this you know in the 50s not no but not now. it's crazy like you couldn't even buy ky jelly over the counter until the 1980s yeah really? i mean that doesn't surprise me that doesn't surprise me that much like it's it, it like it's really insane so you think about like when these products were first kind of really launching for like mainstream usage was like the 70s the 80s and it was almost always just for adult novelty and like for the porn industry it wasn't for like everyday use i think that is there I, I imagine that yeah i mean i also feel like that when something is something like this is ran by men it's like they think of hiring women as like the face of it maybe to help sell it but not not on the business side of things to help actually create the product which is also stupid yeah so that's kind of what i've been working on and like you know i have a mental health podcast obviously i do well and with the podcast itself, but I, that's something I think about all the time. Like I would love to get to a point where like, I don't need to make a dollar from my podcast and it's more just a passion project. And maybe I donate like the money that I make to a mental health. Okay. Fund. Okay. Okay. Relax. We're not donating the profits. No, relax. I'm serious. We don't know. Eileen, Eileen, <laughs> let's come on. No, I'm like, if this sex toy line does what I think it's going to do, then I will have no problem doing that with the mental health stuff. Okay. Well, maybe let's, Eileen, let's just, so no one holds you to it. Let's say a percentage of profits on the record. You know what I sure. mean? Let's say okay, a percentage. Okay. Just, a percentage. Or, a Oren's, percentage. Not, Oren's not here, so I have to kind of speak for him. So just let me say. <laughs> yeah, Oren's going to be like, Eileen, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts on that. Because 10% yeah, of nothing is zero. Um, but no. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have that dream of like, I wish, you know, I, I wish I had $5 billion and I wouldn't have to have ads on my podcast or whatever. Like, that's a great, great goal to have. I don't have, I don't have that. I don't have that goal. Um, I'm happy to okay. make money. And no, but that's fair because you, people don't understand how much time and like work it is that you don't just 
like we are not just going to record this probably and then you just upload it or maybe you guys do but i definitely don't oh okay all right eileen relax you know what we don't even have a team of of, of fucking little rodents in the studio in la doing this work that's dj them jeans edits this as soon as we finish and it comes out tomorrow no, I, I listen to your podcast you can tell it's edited 100 percent, it's edited yes i make myself sound more like why wouldn't i make myself sound more intelligent course, but do you sit do you sit through the edits with the people physically doing it or you just listen to cuts and give feedback i tell them exactly what to edit yeah so it all goes through me i select every clip like if you guys want to continue growing the podcast my number and not that you're asking oh, oh, for advice, but i'm you just gonna that, give DJ? you this oh, hell no. you, but that, you should do you should do video like that just cross okay we're not cross promotion and how you grow a podcast is is through video these days it's crazy eileen let me let me let me let you on a secret you're not the first person to tell us that i know and i don't think i am but <laughs> it's true uh, no i know it's true i know it's true but it's and like you could literally just record the video off this zoom and then you just the problem with video podcasts is they all look like shit it's like theo vaughn's fucking garage in in burbank like no one this doesn't look good like this would look fine but it doesn't look good i don't think you need to put the whole video out but just having like a clip where you can see the guests talking and like you have the one moment oh i don't i'm not arguing with you that it works i i know it works and i think it's fine and, and obviously we'll have to do it at some point what's getting in the way from making that jump um I want like yes. a quarter. I like. I want, what, could you explain your your therapist voice, by the way, Eileen? <laughs> I want like a quarter of a million from YouTube. That's what I'm waiting on. So you like, I'm just yeah. Like our problem is we kind of just have to do things the hard way, and we you know our our philosophy so far with the show is like everyone is doing one thing, and we try to not we try to figure out a different way to do it i'm confused you want a quarter million from youtube to even just start putting videos on youtube that was a joke but yeah that'd be great but um, i think you would but, have to put the videos up first and see how many hits you get and then you can also sell ads on there oh i know we're, we're talking yeah we would love to get sponsored by celsius like your friend call her daddy <laughs> no it's, it's something that we're thinking about and considering but when we're just sort of waiting for the right perfect way for us to do it yeah we'll definitely do it us. i mean there's no question we'll do it i just think the easy the hopper i just think the easy ways look bad and i'm concerned with the aesthetics of the of the program and how we present ourselves but do you that's all do you post about like your episodes yeah yeah on, of like, course twitter yeah, yeah, Instagram and stuff. Yeah. But how do you do that then? We have artwork that that is created. Okay, but you have artworks, but you don't have any clips. No clips. No clips. I'm telling you, clips are where it's at. You don't have to put the <laughs> full video out. I know I'm gonna be annoying, but whatever. I'm just telling you. No, no, it's true. You'll thank me later when you put it. When you start doing clips, I better have like a little thank you note on the bottom of it. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. gonna call it yeah. Kelly's <laughs> clips, and you're gonna get fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to yeah you've been hanging out with these uta guys too much you're trying to get a cut of our show i don't like i don't no, like this no i just i don't i don't want any money i just want to thank you okay i'll, I'll that's I no consider. problem you can send you can send me an edible arrangement okay okay done deal. and done deal um, i've never eaten one but maybe i'll have to have my next tompkins boy bring me one you're gonna have to give the guy your credit card to get an edible arrangement for you though so that kind of takes the <laughs> that kind of takes the fun out of it you know no you know what they can make me one how about that they can cut the pineapple themselves the mm -hmm. true broke boy way hey babe i like got you this card i drew it i got you a deconstructed edible arrangements <laughs> um <laughs> 
It's mostly it's just fruit. mango from yeah. fucking Whole Foods. No, honestly, the 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 chocolate dipped pineapple from Edible Arrangements it's low key pretty good. It's better than you think it's going to be. Wait, I can't believe it. In what context have you eaten an Edible Arrangement? I don't remember. I I, def, I did not receive it. I mean, I must have been in like someone's office and they had it sitting there, like they had just got it, and I was like, yeah, I'll, yeah. When am I ever going to get the chance again to try an edible? You know. I mean, that's true. Yeah, you never eat edibles. Um, Eileen, thank you for joining us. How long gone is our podcast? Your podcast is called Going Mental. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, can't wait to see your guys' video clip <laughs> soon. Don't hey, don't worry. We'll we'll be directed sure. by Eileen Kelly. Yeah, you're, 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 this is your first foray into into film and TV. Is directing us. On- this is Eileen's first Oscar nomination <laughs> for cinematography in a podcast. Paid or unpaid. Thank you. All right, Eileen. Thank you for for taking the time to pod. Thank you. We're 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 glad that it worked out and we were able to make it happen. Thank you so much. Always late but worth the wait, Eileen Kelly. God bless you. Okay. Appreciate you, Eileen. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. <laughs>